This message was recorded during a live service at Temple Baptist Church in Fargo, North Dakota. Thanks for joining us as we love God, share life, and serve Christ. I'm not much of one to take contemporary events and preach about them. That's just never been my style. Uh, I remember when 9-11-2001 happened that I did do that, not just one sermon, but several. I remember the, the sense of, I think it's fair to say, outrage that I felt at attacks on our country and, and then the desire I had to try to think biblically about those things. That, that was a long time ago now. It seemed like it wasn't all that long ago in my memory, but for, for all of us, we've lived a lot of days since then, a lot of changes since then. I've uh, not been shy, although I've also not been intentional to discuss politics and uh, political, should I say, theories. Um, I, I haven't done that a lot just because it hasn't seemed to be a situation where it was appropriate and it's not my favorite thing to talk about. But also because our COVID stuff has made it so difficult for spontaneous groups to happen. It just seems like, unless you just are super intentional, um, the spontaneity that I used to feel, for example, on Friday night at the Chinese church is gone. Uh, having lunch with somebody spontaneously is all, all almost gone, and so many different things like that. Uh, but there have been times where I have talked with folks about politics and, uh, and the future of our country and different opinions about how we should proceed. Um, I was talking with someone that I respect a lot, uh, not, not totally wet behind the ears, someone with uh, experience and life someone that's well-educated and not at all a ugly person, very, very good person. And uh, we were discussing the tension, the polarization, the fact that so many in our country, some are lined up on one side quite distant from the other side. That's what polarization means, that people have have such a wide gap in between their perspectives. And, um, and I, I made what I thought was a appropriate comment. I, I said, as I think about our country, I think the only hope is, is Christianity. And the person looked at me and said, well, how well has that worked? And that really set me back. Um, partly because it, it says in words what many, many, many are thinking. 
Christianity has been tried and found lacking, wanting, failing. Now, um, I don't have that opinion. In fact, I, I still think the only hope for our country is Jesus. Um, but I realize that saying that doesn't convince someone and it becomes some of that rhetoric, some of that, the words that are spoken that, that people hear and they, they apply their own meaning to it and they aren't too interested in what I mean by it. You see what I mean? You felt that way before. I, I think everybody on, on both sides of that polarization feel that way. When I say this, black lives matter, you don't understand what I mean by that. When you say all lives matter. Now, I'm, I'm not defending, I'm just describing something that you've heard. And the root of that, don't look at your watch, James, it makes me nervous. I know others of you are looking at your watches too. I'll, I'll, I'll get there. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry, James. I'm sorry. I, forgive me. That was stupid wrong. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Truly, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe he was answering the phone. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Truly, that was out of line. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And okay, I'm... I'm trying to put this in perspective that I think we're all living in, okay? I don't know if I'm succeeding, but that's what I'm trying to do. If I'm not succeeding, I'm sorry. Okay, in, in that washing machine of our culture, <laughs> Wednesdays, what, what do you call it? Demonstration, riot? Demonstration that became a riot? Demonstration that, that the riot was added to? I don't know. The craziness. I think, I think it would be good for us to hear how Scripture addresses where we are. Now, you may not like it. You may not think it goes far enough. You may not think it addresses enough of the issues. I, I get that. I understand that there are other things in this washing machine of our culture. But I want to bring our attention to some words from Scripture that we can use as helpful for us as individual Christians about what we do next, okay? Do you see what I mean? We're in this washing machine where it seems like anything we say gets misunderstood and people are angry and, and there's just so much going on 
And I need, we, I think we, I know I need to grab on to something from Scripture that addresses at least some of what's going on and helps me know what to do about it. Okay? That's where I'm at today. I didn't expect to be here yesterday. When I thought yesterday about today, this is not what I thought about doing. I thought about talking about being overcomers, surviving the conflict. The battle belongs to the Lord. And it does. Yeah, it does. Now, because we are, it's easy for us to, okay, because reading a different translation of the Bible can sometimes catch our attention in new ways. I'm going to read from the Message Bible, James chapter 4 and into chapter 5. Now, if you want to turn into the pew there, you can do that. I had the page number. I think it was 855. I think it's 855 in the Bible there. Or you can use your phone, pick the Bible that you like. Now, I'm, you know me. I read slow. I talk slow. I was listening to my podcast, and I thought, oh, everybody probably gets bored just listening talk so slow sorry I I just am what I am okay well thanks glory I was listening to myself and I thought how can people stand to listen to that okay James 4 where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from have you wondered that? Have you thought they come from political parties? Have you thought they come from socialism versus capitalism? Have you thought they come from stupid people versus smart people? He tells us where they come from. Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you, you. You know who James is writing to? He's writing to Christians, us. He's not writing to those blankety-blank Democrats or those stupid Republicans. He's writing to us. We are supposed to make a difference with wars and divisions. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. Is that what happened on Wednesday? Yes! Is that what happened this summer with Black Lives Matter riots and demonstrations? And I'm using both words appropriately. Is that what happened in Fargo? On what was it, May 30th or something? 
Yes. We want what we want. And we're willing to fight for it, and it's deep inside ourselves. He goes on. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. Maybe not kill, but getting closer. What are you willing to do to get your president elected? What are you willing to do to get your way done in Congress or at the state legislature or in the city council? You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. Does that not describe what happened and what's happening? Am I the only one that thinks that describes it? Okay, well, thanks. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? See, he's talking to Christians. We can't expect the pagan to think of asking God for it. And why not? Why won't you just think about asking God for it? Because you know that you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're spoiled children, each wanting your own way. <sighs> this next verse talks in, in the, the translation I usually use, the New International Version, the 2002 one, says you're being a friend of the world, so you're an enemy of God. I... I read the Message Bible because he talks about being a friend of the world differently. So listen now. You're cheating on God. That's where he, he takes the friendship of the world and he's saying, you see, it would be wrong for us to think that being friends with people in the world is somehow against Scripture. That's not how Jesus lived, for example. He was criticized being a friend of tax collectors and sinners. So when James is talking, he's not talking about friendship in the way that we think of it as interest, sharing together, caring about people, that kind of thing. He's talking about contrasting listening to God and trusting Him with listening to the world and trusting it or to take what we're looking at saying politics will fix it. If you think politics will fix it, you're cheating on God because the problem is deep inside us. It is not because some stupid people follow President Trump or because some stupid people elected Joe Biden. That has nothing to do with the real issues. It's inside of us. 
You're cheating on God if all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and His way. Let me read that again. You're cheating on God if all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God and His way. I don't think Christianity has been tried and hasn't worked. And I'm not sure that the person I was talking to means it like that hit me. I mean, it just like... (laughs) But I also think that what purports to be Christianity isn't always trusting God. And do you suppose God doesn't care? In other words, God doesn't care if we flirt with the world thinking the world will fix this problem. He says, do do you think God doesn't care that we're flirting with the world in this? Do you think God doesn't care that we think that the Biden administration will fix all the wrongs that the Trump administration has purposed on or perpetrated on the United States for four terrible years or that the Biden administration will bring in horrible things that the Trump administration has been trying to fix for four wonderful years. Do you think God thinks it's okay to think like that? The proverb has it that he is a fiercely jealous lover. God says, if you think politics will fix it, I am a jealous lover and I'm telling you, you're committing adultery. You're being unfaithful. You're flirting with the enemy to think that that will fix the real problems. I'm not making this up. This is not a, a sermon that a pastor is going off on. This is right here. The proverb has it that he is a fiercely jealous lover. And what does he give in and what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willing humble. We have an awful lot of proud people trying to run the show. And God will fight against willful pride. He will fight against our willful pride. You say, well, I'm just a peon. I don't really count. You know, I can say whatever I want to say. It isn't really going to matter much. Well, now, wait a minute. What's going on in my heart? Am I flirting and ignoring God? He goes on. So, let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in time. 
Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious. Really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. Does that hit you like it hits me? Is that not our marching orders? The next section is the piece where James says, don't think just because you're going to make business plans it's all going to work out. Then the section after that, he says, if you're rich, then you need to really watch how you use that power. Skipping down to some verses later in chapter 5. Meanwhile, friends, wait patiently for the master's arrival. That's, our, that's, our, that's the end game. That's what Revelation 2 and 3 have about overcoming. That's what I want to have us look at from Revelation 2 and 3, overcoming, the end game, the master's arrival. That, that's the end. That's the the final consummation. You see, farmers do this all the time, he continues, waiting for their valuable crops to mature, patiently letting the rain do its slow but sure work. Be patient like that. Can we be patient? Can we be patient believing that God will still work in our nation despite who the president is? Despite how right or wrong, moral values change or degenerate or improve? Can we patiently let the rain do its slow but sure work? Be patient like that. Stay steady and strong. The master could arrive at any time. Friends, don't complain about each other. Friends, don't complain about each other a far greater complaint could be lodged against you you know the judge is standing just around the corner take the old prophets as your mentors they put up with anything went through everything and never once quit all the time honoring God did you get that don't quit honoring God don't say I tried hard and it's all coming crashing down don't quit honoring God what a gift life is to those who stay the course you've heard of course of Job's staying power and you know how God brought it all together for him in the end that's because God cares cares right down to the last detail and since you know he cares let your language show it don't add words like I swear to God to your own words don't show your impatience by concocting oaths to hurry up God just say yes or no just say what's true that way your language can't be used against you are you hurting pray do you feel great sing are you sick Call the church leaders together to pray and anoint you with oil in the name of the master. 
Believing prayer will heal you and Jesus will put you on your feet. If you have sinned, you'll be forgiven inside and out. He closes his letter, James does. Dear friends, if you know people who have wandered off from God's truth, from God's truth, don't write them off. Go after them. Get them back and you will have rescued precious lives from destruction and prevented an epidemic of wandering away from God. That's how he closes. I hope there's something in those words that you can take with you. And for right now, I'm going to let it set just like that. Because if I start dabbling in that, I may distract you from what God wants to say. Not today. If you want to review it, go back and read again James 4 and into James 5. And let that be guidance for what we do next. Because I do believe the answer is Jesus. Lord, we, uh, we read your word, and I've talked about it some. Mostly, Lord, I've just tried to help us not let it roll away unattended. I don't know if I've succeeded. It doesn't really matter. Your word will make a difference if we let it. So help us as we walk out to let your word make a difference in how we live in this day in our country right now. We ask because of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like to be notified of future messages from Temple Baptist Church, be sure to hit the subscribe button. If you would like to further connect with us, please visit tbcfargo.org. Until next time, we encourage you to join us where you are in loving God, sharing life, and serving Christ.